This Sunday, the Sunday after Pentecost, is called Trinity Sunday. It is an opportunity for us to focus on the central mystery of our faith, one God in three persons. This is not a mystery to be solved. It is not a puzzle to be figured out. It is not a theological Rubik's Cube to be straightened out, but rather it is about how God loves us so much that he wants us to know him and to know him personally, and he makes it possible for us to do that very thing. God creates us with the gift of wisdom, the gift of rational thought, And from that rational thought, we can figure out on our own that there is a God, that there must be a God. There has to be a God. The author of the book of Proverbs speaks of looking into the signs in nature. The author of the book of Proverbs is speaking about doing science, investigating the things on earth and the things in the heavens. And in so doing, we can ascertain that there is a God because everything around us is caused by something else. And those causes go back and back and back and back, but they cannot go infinitely backward. There had to be a first cause. There had to be a prime mover. There had to be someone to get everything going. We can deduce from our own reason that there is a God. And if anyone comes back at you when you say this, and they come back and they say, but it all happened from a big bang. That's how this universe got started, all from a big bang. I want you to ask them a question. Ask them, which scientist came up with the idea of the big bang theory? And if they don't know, you can tell them, did you know that it was a Catholic priest, Father George Lemaitre from Belgium, and that in conceiving the idea of a Big Bang, it posed no conflict at all with his faith in the God who created all things. He said that this Big Bang, if there was such a thing, was caused by God, and everything unfolded according to God's purpose. Know that Father George Lemaitre, the scientist who came up with the Big Bang theory, was a colleague of Albert Einstein, and Albert Einstein greatly admired his work and saw the wisdom in the way in which Father Lemaitre presented things. We can know from our own reason that there is a God, but what is this God like? Is this God kind and merciful? Is this God cruel and vindictive? Does God care about us? 
or does God simply create and let things roll on according to their own mechanism? Who is God? What is he like? We can't figure that out on our own, by our own reason. God has to reveal that to us. And God in his goodness reveals his nature. He reveals who he is progressively, starting with the basics and working his way up. He starts with the basics with Abraham. And Abraham and his descendants for 500 years would worship God without knowing his name. They simply worshiped the God of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob without knowing his name. That was the first step. When God's people got into trouble in Egypt and found themselves enslaved, they prayed for liberation. And God would speak to Moses in the burning bush. And he would tell Moses, go to Pharaoh and tell Pharaoh, let my people go. And Moses said, I will do this, but if Pharaoh asks me which God is telling him to do this, what name should I use? How should I identify you? And God revealed to human beings for the first time his name. He revealed it to Moses, his mysterious name, I am who am. Tell Pharaoh that I am who am sends Moses to you to tell him, let my people go. This mysterious God would, in the Exodus, give his commandments to the people of Israel. And they would later thank God for giving them direction and commandments and laws. They would say, God has not done this to any other nation. He has not given any other nation his word, his commands. He has chosen us, and we are so grateful. And we will always be faithful to God's commandments. But it didn't turn out that way. The people of Israel were faithful, and then they turned away from God. They turned back to him at the promptings of prophets, and then they sinned. Back and forth, back and forth they went. God would reveal to them through his prophets that there was more to come, that he wasn't finished with his people, that he still had more to tell them. He told them of the coming of the Spirit, the one who would write commandments not on stone, but in the heart. And he would speak of the coming of wisdom, the coming of his word into the world. And he would speak about this further revelation being not just for the sake of one group of people, but that this message of his, this sharing of his identity would be for all people and that the message would go out to all the earth. And so it was. In the fullness of time, 
God would reveal himself to us fully. The author of the letter to the Hebrews begins that beautiful letter by saying, In ancient times, God revealed himself in many and varied ways through the prophets. But in this our age, God has revealed himself to us through his Son, his Word, his Word made flesh dwelling among us the second person of the Blessed Trinity, the eternal Word of God, would become flesh, showing us the fullness of God's identity, letting us see him and hear him, allowing us to be instructed by him. And then in his great mercy, he would take all of the sins, all of the sins that had ever been committed, and all of the sins that would be committed, your sins and mine, and he would place them on his shoulders, and he would be crucified, the perfect sacrifice for the forgiveness of our sins, teaching us that this is who God is. God is not distant. He didn't just get things created with a big bang and then busy himself with other things. But God is deeply concerned about you and me. He takes an interest in us. He shows himself to us so that we might be drawn into communion with him, into a relationship with him, a relationship that is expressed so beautifully in the sacraments that he institutes, especially the sacrament of penance through which we find forgiveness of sins and the sacrament of the Holy Eucharist through which his body and blood, the body and blood of the living God becomes part of our flesh and blood when we receive him in holy communion. This is how much God loves us. This is who he is. And he sends his Holy Spirit to keep teaching us and guiding us and leading us and inspiring us to live good and holy lives here on earth so that for all the ages for all eternity we might rejoice in heaven with all the saints and with all the angels and with our God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. You are privileged to be called into relationship with the eternal God, the creator of heaven and earth, the creator of all things, who creates you in his image and likeness so that you might be in a relationship with him through the grace of our Savior, through the power of the Holy Spirit, that you might live as sons and daughters of God. Please, God, 
for all eternity in heaven. And so on this feast of the Holy Trinity, let us rejoice that our God is so good. Our God is not aloof. Our God is not distant. Our God is near. Our God is part of us. Our God takes flesh and dwells among us and sends his Holy Spirit so that we might never be far from him. May we walk always in his ways. May we consider it a great blessing to serve him and to know him and to love him. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit.